Welcome to episode 65 of the Coaching for Pastors podcast. Hey, Pastor, welcome to today's episode. This is Jeff Cady. I've been in ministry for 35 years, and I want to talk to you today on Wednesday about your family. We've got just a couple minutes, so let's get going. I want to talk about your family and technology, your family and technology, especially your kids. I mean, we do have to teach our kids, and we've got to manage our home when it comes to technology. Now, we didn't have to do this 30 years ago, but we have to do it today, except for 30 years ago, we might have needed to do it because we did have home computers 30 years ago, and we played things like sticky bear math and pong and things like that. But today, oh my goodness, there's so many other things going on in our home. I mean, the first thing we have to do is we have to figure out what are the family rules around technology. What are our rules going to be? And the, the parents have to set that up. And there are probably going to be some rules, like maybe no, uh, no devices in our bedrooms after, you know, I don't know, 6 o'clock or 8 o'clock. That, that's a rule that may not be real popular. It may not be a replicated rule in other people's homes, like friends of your kids. And you won't be popular about it, but once you establish the guidelines for technology uses in your home, then just just keep them there. Keep them there. It's always easier to lighten up than it is to tighten down when it comes to any kind of parental guidelines. So set the guidelines where you feel is good for your family that's going to protect your kids, but also don't set them so stringently that when your kids leave the home, that they just, they just go crazy because they've never been taught or trained how to manage technology for themselves. So you're going to have to establish some rules in your family for technology use. And then number two, talk with your kids about some of the harmful effects of different kinds of technology. For instance, like online predators, right? Or the fact that whatever you put online is your own personal footprint that's going to be there forever. And potentially, if you're 12, 14, 16 years old, a future employer may be looking back at what you put online. Talk through those kinds of things with your kids, some of the harmful effects of technology. And then number three, don't allow your kids to take media, to take computers, uh, laptops, screens, uh, tablets, into their bedrooms or other secluded places. Not a good idea. It's not a good idea unless they're completely and totally like locked down from any kind of danger outside of the house, and that's really hard to do. So I would say that televisions and uh, internet access devices need to be in common living areas in your home, such as like the family room, so that you can see what your kids are viewing and doing and keep tabs on on how much time they're spending on screens. Now, this may sound a little 1990s, but again, you allow your kids to develop their their technology usage habits early while you're watching them and guiding and directing them. And then as they grow, you begin to give them more and more freedom as they exhibit more and more personal responsibility. Number four, Put parental controls on your devices. You, you have to do this when kids are young. You've got to protect them from a lot of the crazy stuff that's out there. So use uh, filtering software on your computers. There's filtering software for your for your iPhones and Android phones, for your gaming systems now. Just do a little search on Google and you'll find it. Number five, 
watch TV and watch movies and, and videos and stuff with your kids, especially when they're smaller. Just don't let them watch television by themselves just to keep them occupied. And I know that's a huge temptation. And sometimes you can do that if you've already pre-screened, you understand exactly what they're watching, it's something wholesome for them, and the sound, you know, you're in the background of that sound, you can hear what's going on. So if they've got, you know, an hour of TV and you're you're within earshot, then okay, that's that's probably fine. But especially stuff if something questionable is going to come up on a program, you know, don't be shy about just talking about it. Don't, you know, lock the thing down because... Because they're going to have to deal with this stuff. Once they turn 18 and go out on their own, we know this, right? They're going to have to deal with this stuff. But don't miss the fact that you've got to train them when they're little, when they're younger, how to handle this stuff, and then incrementally release them to more and more freedom and responsibility as they prove that they can handle it and manage it. Uh, Here's a sixth idea to whatever software they're using on their phone, whatever apps, monitor those things. Now, that's hard to do. Sometimes you feel like you don't have time. You don't have time to not do that because it might cost you a whole lot more time in the future if you don't monitor what your kids are doing on their phones now. And again, incrementally release them to have more freedom and responsibility on their own as they cooperate and they're accountable to you early on. So you, you do need to monitor what your kids are looking at. And then encourage your kids to build relationships and friendships with real people, not just do things online and texting and social media and uh, Snapchatting and all the other stuff that they'll want to do. Encourage them in person. When I was a kid, I know, okay, boomer, this is when this is, you know, way back in the dark ages. But but I remember going out and playing with my friends. I mean, I, I might call them up on the phone and say, hey, I'll meet you at the park or I'll meet you at the school or I'll meet you down at the corner. And we're going to go do stuff. We're going to be physical about it and active. We're going to be outside. That's so good for children. That's not an old-fashioned notion. That is a social science existential proof research type of a thing. I mean, that's all been reviewed. For kids that are constantly looking at screens, their brains are smaller and they're just going to be less developed cognitively, intellectually, socially, relationally, if they're not out with real people. So encourage that. And then number eight, you know, get your kids involved in activities, physical activities, sports, intramural stuff, clubs, extracurricular things. Just get them involved in things one or two nights a week that don't involve technology. And then number nine, you've got you've to show your kids how to use technology well. You've got to be an example of using technology for good and for godly purposes and not just to waste time or to do whatever. And then number 10, number 10, you got to know the warning signs if kids are really abusing technology. They start to sneak computer time. They, they, they'd rather spend time online than with their family or friends. They get angry when you tell them, hey, you can't be online tonight. Uh, you walk into the room and they flip over their tablet or they close their laptop or they put their phone in their pocket. They start, they start uh, losing interest in things that don't involve technology or they get preoccupied with uh, getting back to the computer when they're away from it. These are the these are the warning signs. So mom or dad, this is a huge area in your kid's life. And as a pastor, 
What you do with your family is going to show, it's going to be an example to the rest of the church. And when you do these things with your kids, you're going to be learning skills that you can share with other parents in your church. So I hope this has been helpful. I hope it's sparked some ideas in your mind and maybe even caused you to think about some things that you're doing right now or that's going on in your family right now that you'd like to update and change. So thanks for listening today. I love what you're doing. I'm so glad that you're in ministry. I want you to be in ministry for the long haul because communities need churches like yours and pastors like you because people need hope and people need Jesus. Great to talk to you today. I'll see you tomorrow on the Coaching for Pastors podcast.